Welcome to RPG Ramblings with Jeff Jones. This is a weekly show exploring the various details of the tabletop RPG hobby through discussions with interesting people. Today, Don Stroud joins me, and we talk about his latest Kickstarter, Ruination Pilgrimage. Don doesn't serve up the typical peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He adds 11 special herbs and spices to make it a memorable sandwich. I don't know where I'm going with that metaphor, but don't let that stop you from backing his project that is currently on Kickstarter. I have a Patreon that I occasionally drop in raw recordings that I leave some extra bits, extra rambly content. But not for this episode. Don and I run lean and mean. The apocalypse that never was is approaching. Sisters and brothers, it is time to get rambling. Hello, Don. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm kind of excited. You got a fun-looking project. It looks like ready for kick. Well, ready for Kickstarter. It is in Kickstarter, called the Ruination Pilgrimage. Yeah, yep. So that's on Kickstarter right now. We launched last Tuesday, and so it's coming up on a week ish. So you it says you got 23 days to go. So you're you're uh, pretty soon you'll be hitting that flat spot. Yeah, yep. Uh, it's my favorite time in a Kickstarter. <laughs> Is that sarcasm? <laughs> I'm assuming yeah, it's sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, a, a, a little bit. It's so exciting to log on and, you know, just watch the numbers. You know, it's like you're in the casino. The numbers are just going up and you're like, yeah, yeah. And then the middle, you're worried. I mean, I'm not worried at this point. But, uh, and it's a little stressful with Zine Quest coming up. I mean, I know these are kind of Zine-sized and... They'll be a little long for a real zine, and uh, which is why I kind of want to do it before. I noticed in my past history, like every single year in January, I tend to run a Kickstarter since 2019. And it must just be like some kind of spring cleaning thing, you know, for my head. So, so what's about, what about zine quests that's making you nervous? Oh, just, um, we are, I've done, other things around this time and it, it's just like you see more drops um and you know you know your inclination is to reach out and say hey is there anything i can and really you just have to let it happen you know people oh um, i see because you're carrying over into zine quest you yeah. may be lured away by these trinkets these uh uh these um <laughs> these temptations that uh right that present themselves and you know what i can't blame anyone because i don't know if you usually go a little nuts during zine quest but i generally have to at one point just stop backing physical books and just do the you know the pdfs because i'm like wow this is starting to add up yeah i've so i've i'm, I'm doing the books this year and i um and i <laughs> looked at my well i'm calling it my education <laughs> um mm-hmm. earmark and i'm like I need to spend less money next year on educational materials. <laughs> <laughs> Even though they're yeah. a nice write-off, it's like, oh my goodness, uh, uh, it's better tighten up a little bit. I just, uh... yeah, yeah. As many, you know, as much as you can talk about having willpower, there's so many great things that are coming out, and it's hard to like have a rule. I'm going to stop at six because you don't. 
I mean, you kind of know what's going to come out, you know, lots of mothership stuff, probably lots of work, work stuff, maybe some DCC and OSE stuff. And then all the really like weird edge stuff that I tend to get into. Uh, yeah, it's just the smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. <laughs> it is yeah. for Borg Borg. Uh, the, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, the art you've got is pretty evocative. So, uh, at least for the cover, um, that is, I'm, I'm assuming you, you commissioned that work of the, I guess what I would, to me, I, I would, it kind of is reminiscent because you're, this is tight as a medieval horror. It does sort of look like the, you know, like you'd imagine the medieval paintings of, of hell. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's totally, uh, so the artist on this, uh, in the actual rule book is just going to be one person. Well, that's not quite true because I do have some weapons, um, that I had commissioned several months back from, uh, uh, Mr. Accordy. Um, uh, friend, it's not Francesco, but, uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <your> name. <laughs> I think it's Francesca Accordi. Um, super cool guy. And uh, we, I started commissioning a bunch of snakes from him because I had another zine idea. And then everything else that I have in the pipe just kind of went on hold because I got so excited about uh, Ruination Pilgrimage. Um, so anyway, Adam Foreman, my... Uh, He's done a couple pieces in previous works and uh, a super talented artist. He can kind of do any style. And we had several meetings early on and we kind of wanted, I mean, he nailed exactly what we wanted. We wanted it to look medieval, um, definitely hellish, kind of scary. Um, so the whole book is going to be that style. So it's going to be like very unified. Um, each piece of art will have a different accent color, uh, which is another reason why I didn't want to do it during Zine Quest, because sometimes there have been rules to only do black and white. So I really want to kind of go big on the color, but not super big, just kind of like that same style. Like you'll see on the Kickstarter, there's um, the piece of art that's at the cover with the red, and then the next one kind of has orange and grays yeah. uh, down, down further in the body of it so yeah um i think it's perfect for the project it seems to have gotten a lot of interest um i'm looking forward to him cranking out some more stuff he kind of didn't get started until christmas time so there's not a lot of that right now um art to show off and i wish there was a little more but he also you know every, everybody kind of has a real job right well, I would say, real. I mean, of course, don't look to me for the, uh, as being an expert on Kickstarters, because you've already exceeded uh, the, the most I've done. But I, I would say, I, I think you've, I don't think you've got too little. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's like, I don't necessarily need to scroll through pages of, of artwork. I think everything you've done's kind of demonstrated that, uh, you know, it, it, mm -hmm. what you're getting. So the question is, so this is, so this is a zine, or not a zine. Well, so this is a yeah. It is so this is a zine. 
it's kind of zine size, but it's going to be it's going to be going on the thicker size, uh, 48 to 52, 56, 60 pages. Uh, it's going to push the upper limits, I think, as to what you can staple. Um, yeah, you can staple quite a ways, depending what what um, printer you go with. Mm -hmm. And I always I'm a big fan of using thicker paper. Like I usually in the past, I've said like, oh, you know, this stretch goal is really going to get us up to like 80 weight paper or 80, 80 pound, you know, and uh, this this time I'm like, I just want to print on 80 because I like that when you can't see through the page, I like that thick feel. You know? This really doesn't seem to be that much difference in price between the weights. No, it just moves up slow, right? So that's why I kind of was like, it's not really. I mean, what are stretch goals? Right. I don't. I don't even know. You know, because most I see are like, well, that's not going to add. It's going to add value, yes. But if the publisher really wanted to do that in the first place, they would just do it. Uh, but I'm a kind of guy that doesn't like to spend too much money, right? So I don't know. I think, These things are complex. They are. I think the thing is, is, is um, so is it is it color interior? Yeah, it's gonna gonna be color interior. So that's huge. So, because you've really just doubled your costs for the the book production once you click yeah. color for the inside. So it's yeah, that that is a big jump. Uh, yeah. So you're 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 well, you're you're having let's see, let's see a POD, and then you also. So for $18, you're charging $18 for a color, a full color zine. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, you know, pushing the boundaries, there's 60, 64, 56. I don't, I'm not in layout yet. I don't know how much it's going to be. Um, I'm still working on the bestiary. Like um, the book is still being worked out. It's mostly like blocked out as far as. Uh, yeah. The rules and everything so i'm not really sure but yeah it's definitely going to be a thicker zine um kind of are you familiar with the mothership modules like they kind of always really push it to the edge yeah i just i i bought a few i don't own mothership but i just i i i probably never buy another one just because even though i love the content it's mm -hmm. nigh unreadable and it's just like oh yeah. bad like right. pink 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 print on pink background and whatever. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I really want to love this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my, uh, my uh, buddy, Sean, he does like to push the boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember which one it was. It was a neat space. I mean, the space station is absolutely amazing. It's like, I, I was very excited and like, I can't read this. Oh yeah. Is, is that, so you said pink, is that pound of flesh? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Right. It's like, I absolutely love it. I mean, if, if he were, if it were just to come out with just a plain text one, I'd be happy with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of wish people who push the boundaries would also, also offer a, a PDF, which is black text and no art and say, here you go. Yeah, I'd be right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can, I can definitely see that. Like I love looking at Morkborg, but sometimes it drives me a little insane. Like some of the pages with you know, what ten different fonts and different sizes, and it's fun to look at. But yeah, it's like a love hate thing. Like I love the content. I love that it's like shocking and in your face, and then it's just like, 
Yeah, I think there should be, you know, I, it, it, there's not worth it, you know, price-wise for the publisher. But one copy for the is the coffee table book. Mm -hmm. The other copy is what you actually run with. Yeah, yeah, it's not a that's not a bad uh, that's not a bad hill to uh, stand on. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. It's it's great stuff. But anyway, yeah, no, the art, uh, what you're doing here looks really great. I think uh, at least as far as the choice of uh, trying to have a classic medieval vibe to this whole thing and also looks sort of apocalyptic and also kind of mm -hmm. uh, of the hellscape as well too so i mean not not really hellscape i don't mean that way but just yeah like the, the the figure of death i mean it just it just seems to be very um like symbolic uh style rather than a yeah you know yeah yeah, and I especially enjoy like when he first showed me that piece he was working on. Um, I was like, oh, I like how you like he kind of took. Um, I don't know what the name of the piece is. It's like got the four dancing skeletons, and uh, he kind of used that as a jumping off point. And I really liked how the like there was an angel there with all the eyes on it. And then yeah. there was, you know, a demon with the stuff coming out of his face. And then there was, you know, uh, death there. Like it, it really, it screams what the book is about. Um, so yeah, we seem to have a good connection. Uh, we have a good idea. We're both on the same page. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad that the art is saying exactly what I want you to hear. Well, I think it does two things. I mean, it, it's like bridges both worlds. It doesn't look like something you've, not that there's anything wrong with it, uh, quotes uh, Seinfeld, but it doesn't look like you just took anything from, took something from uh, like public domain. I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 I guess it actually looks to me in some ways like uh, 19th century, early 20th century uh, illustrations and books as well. Yeah, yeah. That kind you know, of. That's okay. funny because he did mention like uh, hitting that like German. Uh, early 1900s, like, uh, you know, illustration style, along with like the ancient, uh, well, not ancient, it's medieval. Uh, it's not that long ago, uh, you know. But right. yeah, yeah, I'm glad you're picking up on all of the things that he said. I'm not a huge art guy. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. But, <laughs> but you're like picking up, you know, the stuff. Well, That's and great. I think also just the, the way that, you know, that the, 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 uh, the way the text is put in there with those with those banners is it's I mean the whole thing's very creative and the use of the one color is very creative I mean it's just not a uh, no the whole th that no I think and I think you know it, it, we don't know uh, but uh, you know I always think there needs to be we need to have several realities that we can we can examine against but you know I I, I wonder like how much the art sells what you're doing my guess is it's it's a large part of it yeah yeah because you want like when you think about how most of this stuff like I'm, so i'm so i'm more into the old school uh games right and even my previous books that were done uh to be compatible with dungeon crawl classics i mean that like the stuff you have in there is great i still love like the black and white line stuff right um going back to even like the early editions um but that's kind of 
what it's always been like i know like the current edition and like uh what is it pathfinder and you know the more colorful complex stuff and i do love some of that stuff but i kind of like i love that this is going to set it so far apart and really i I mean it's so tied in with the themes that the game has i just think it's going yeah it's definitely gonna say this book is about this and it's going to maybe help sell the book for sure yeah and i think it 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 you know conveys you know so much and it conveys the feeling and i think even people you know and beyond with your words to it not only does it kind of sell it but it also people running it kind of get that sort of it it does play an integral part i think it's it yeah it's definitely you know super spot on super spot on yeah it's just uh excellent it looks like you got a, a large list of people uh, going to be writing some adventure from you. A kind of a, a, a wide meandre of of of, uh, <laughs> of, of miscreants. Uh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I'm super excited to work with all of those people. It's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. Uh, and it's like, yeah, it's it's definitely a weird list. Like I have a lot of, um, I think there are at least three people. Acid Lich, uh, David Hoskins, and Adam Foreman. I've mostly just gotten art from those people. And I'm like, hey, why don't, why don't, why don't you write something? You know, that'll, that'll be kind of fun. Let's, uh, let's see what you got. And I already know David Haskins. He had one of my favorite books I got, like Zine Size. What was it called? I think Summoning Sickness. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, that sounds familiar. But I don't, I didn't get it. Summoning uh, Sickness. Yeah, it was, I don't know, 2018, 2019. It had, um, I think it had like, it wasn't per se like a lot you could run with, but it was just a lot of flavor and like uh, oh, vampires and werewolves, tons of great art. And then um, it was kind of like, it's it almost feels like an in-world book in the way that it was presented. Yeah, it's not, the, the Googling's not showing that. It's summoning sicknesses. Magic the Gathering has, uh, mm. has, has sucked up the SEO on that. They're not oh, letting any of it up. I think he spelled it with a V. Um, I could have a wrong title. Summoning sickness with a V? Yeah, I maybe. <laughs> so which I part's may- the V? Instead of the U. Oh. Well, that's, uh... They still want to go Magic Gathering. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm sorry, David, if I'm totally, uh... Doing this wrong. Yes, you know, had a whole new renaissance, <laughs> renaissance again, uh, but, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> the, the ship has sailed. The window is closed. <laughs> I think I've had like five of those people on my podcast, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is summoning with a V. It's like S-V-M-M-O-N-I-N-G, Sickness by David Hoskins. I like when I am not totally wrong. Yeah, let's uh, let me look up another guy so we can maybe we can talk uh-huh. about him while it's uh, I'm interviewing mm-hmm. you. 
<laughs> oh yeah that's the sort of thing we do <laughs> uh, i bet your listeners love this yes <laughs> well our books and zines oh very fun yeah oh my goodness yeah it's it's really cool it's really cool that you've got people writing or doing art and uh and doing writing um yeah that's that's very cool so yeah i always like to be challenged and do something a little bit different and you know why not pass it along to other people let's see what they can do yeah and i think so so you know because you're having people write adventures um i believe those were as uh, those are stretch goals um i think the stretch goal is actually just a little more art and being able to pay them and support them a little bit more with like maps because i didn't i didn't want to this was discussed early on in my planning um uh sean mccoy uh mothership guy um is i we we talk a lot we've been friends for a long time and i kind of maybe lean on him too hard sometimes and try to get his advice and sometimes i ignore it when i'm an idiot but anyway <laughs> what does he know anyway <laughs> <laughs> right several know? several awards and Me and their, la their big kickstarter was like over a million dollars I guess he's not shown me enough because, you know, <laughs> Any, anyway, so it was like, he's like, oh, you should just have them as stretch goals. I'm like, yeah, people have done that. And I don't want to arrange people by, you know, their. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'd have to put Sean High up there, right? But is that like. I don't want to play favorites. And... No, it's like it's like grade school uh, picking teams for, for Little League or, or, or oh. for batting, whatever. Yeah, for it would have been the worst. Yeah. yeah, for me and for them, maybe, maybe I'm, I could, I could be too sensitive here. So um, I, I, I don't, yeah, you might be a little bit, but I really get where you're coming from. And I yeah. think it also, it's probably nice to be able to plan ahead of time rather than just, uh, I don't know, give everybody the heads up and that way they're all on board. Mm -hmm. So you say it's, it's, these adventures will range from one pagers and longer yeah i hope they're not too long. i mean my idea is one like a one pager to four tops for each person because the book will go too long but i know it's like uh the one the one page adventures seem pretty hot these days uh i know mothership does a lot and mark Borg. we're talking about the same companies over and over again they're like you know the same uh uh the, the people who are out there right doing doing different stuff that has caught on so but i do like the one pagers i like being able to like you know just get the print out it's front and back you can actually pack a lot of stuff into those yeah and i think it's been a, a pretty good tradition all the way from the the one page dungeon onward i think uh i think oh, there's a lot yeah, to yeah. be said where you just grab something and just run it in a night and uh mm -hmm. Right, but it's like beefy enough to handle that. I totally forgot about all those uh the one page dungeons. I mean that's kind of the uh genesis of it, right? Oh, yeah. So oh you wrote the uh a pound of flesh. <laughs> I co wrote it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I love your words. I just can't read them. Uh, Why does he hate your words so much? Why does he try to hide them? <laughs> I don't know. In fact, I, I might have had the PDF from Dead Planet too. 
Oh yeah, I wrote that one too. Right, co. I was co-writer on both of those. Um, okay, that one's yeah. yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, see, I, I do a lot of research ahead of time, as you can tell, Don. It's a sign of a um, seasoned, seasoned podcaster. Yeah, yeah. I was I was a podcaster once, and I'm the same way. Yeah, I like, see that right like now. Uh, the uh, drink, spin, run. Yeah, that was. Um, so the idea was. Um, I don't know if you probably like no one's ever heard of this, but uh, the idea was that we talk about things that influence us. And it was, you know, a good, what, seven, eight, nine years ago when, you know, craft beers were surging. And so we talk about what we're drinking as we're doing it. So by the end of the second half, you know, we a little sloppy, kind of like drunk history style. So uh, the idea had ended then. Yeah, we did three seasons, and uh, I think I, oh yeah, so I bowed out uh, to focus on writing stuff. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it does take time, writing. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so we would have like, you know, it was uh, Adam and myself, and then we would have uh, two, two, three special guests sometimes, so I'd be editing five uh, tracks and uh yeah it was a lot of time you're, you're more dedicated so see i keep it very simple i i try to do as little as possible mm -hmm. uh, that's the key to warding off burnout though yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's just and i'm doing a weekly podcast too so that's just uh the other thing Mm -hmm. uh, so it's just like I don't really have time to maybe one day. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I I normally don't buy a lot of tickets, but I did when it, one time when it was over a billion dollars. So uh, I think if I would have done that, I was I would have hired a audio editor. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. but no, <laughs> I would I would have hired George Clooney to be me and do the podcast. <laughs> oh, there yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, um, I stopped the podcasting and uh, started writing some stuff. And uh, what was the what was my voyage like? So I did. Uh, there was this thing called Myth Horde. It was like one of the early RPG monthly things. And um, oh man, what was this guy? We used to talk now and then after he was on the show. Um, you know, because because these uh, podcasts, it's like once once you're on one, you're like, oh, yeah, that uh, that person's totally my friend now. And, you know, you just keep on talking to them. Right. I don't know if that happens with you. Yes. Like, this is the first time we've ever uh, talked. And I'm all. Yeah. Me and Jeff, like, we're just hanging out in his library and I'm in my basement with my weird UFO walls. So, um, yeah, I was wondering if you had some bodies back there. I didn't know if you were doing some uh, processing. <laughs> No, so that's where the TV is, and the other side is like a blackout curtain, but this side is silver, so I don't even know. The uh, uh, I, I usually have told people that uh, it seems like doing these podcasts, it's just everybody, I, I, I pretty much every person I, I uh, interview, it's like we're friends, but we just didn't know it. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, we like the same stuff. Yes. Um, games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are those weirdos that just have uh, 
have pursued a strange hobby for for very little gain and uh, <laughs> and are caught up in this creative endeavor that drives us uh, for for no good reason but we just we just strive forward for yeah towards just vision yeah and then you're like you know trying to have something on uh, kickstarter and you go do interviews with people on podcast and you know you're like well this is this is fun <laughs> yes it's fun it's fun marketing is my favorite thing oh in the world. my goodness yes i can't believe how good i am at it <laughs> that's, that's the only reason i got a podcast it's my i can at least say I marketed whatever that means oh yeah uh wait so um oh i was about to go on my rpg writing journey but um you've mentioned that uh, you've written some stuff too. I don't even know about it. I didn't research you at all. Well, that's okay. Uh, well, it's we your we, show. Well, yeah, it's so I've the, the, the few things I've done, it's only been five things. Mm -hmm. I've been, um, I did Scoundrels, which Scoundrels. is, you've probably not heard most of these. So, Scoundrels oh. is basically if you're running, say you've got a, 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 have you played Blades in the Dark? Uh, no, but I've heard of it. So just imagine you're playing a sci-fi game or a modern game, and you just mm -hmm. want it to be full of <clears throat> criminal activity or interacting with criminals. Yeah. Or yeah. you want your characters to be a game. You could buy this. You could, this would be a supplement that you could uh, inject into crime into your game. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool, and, cool. And I did During the Madlands, which is a post-apocalyptic zine. Mm -hmm. That sounds familiar. And then I did um, doing Gary's Appendix, which is a oh, yes. zine. I think I even have that here. Huh. And then uh, <laughs> Fate of the Fly God is my most recent one. Oh, dude, I'm so looking forward to that. I actually, you said Fate of the Fly God, right? Yeah. Yeah, speaking of cool art, that like really drew me in. And I'm like, I like demons, so I'm going to, this looks dope. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I mean, it got some great artists, both, uh, both, uh, um, Dell, uh, I want to, oh, yeah, Tegler, yeah, Tegler, and then, yeah, uh, and then, yeah. um, and, uh, I got, uh, Chema from, uh, uh all the way from, uh, the Philippines. That's okay. really neat stuff. So he, his is kind of more of an anime. So that's, that's been mm -hmm. the stuff I've been working on. But we yeah. go back to your, to your writing journey as we've, uh, oh, yeah, I think, I believe Dell's another Michigan guy. So, yeah, in fact, it was weird. So, do you? Oh, you're in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I don't know where I. I knew you're you were east of me. I just didn't. I don't know why. I don't know where I was placing you in my mind. It wasn't Michigan. Mm -hmm. So, so you've been to Game Hall Con? I've not. Although uh, somebody swore I was there like a year ago or two. Like, oh yeah, I saw you. I'm like, oh, cool. So uh, the reason I I was playing and Dell brought his his. Uh, his portfolio, wherever he games, mm -hmm. he would bring this big thing, a portfolio of, of the stuff. And I thought oh, that's kind of interesting. It's like, mm -hmm. I, like my mind, I was thinking like, you know, does he ever like actually get sales from that? And he, he said, hey, you want to look at this? And he flips through it. And then and I asked him what his prices were. And he, he told me, it's like, huh, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I guess I can afford this. <laughs> See, that's some good marketing there. Like, <laughs> yes. uh, just yes. bring, just bring your portfolio. Like I should. I mean, I did the last time I, so I, uh, we have a local convention, uh, called Yukon and, uh, I ran an early, like the second test of this game there. And, uh, 
I was like, oh, I'm going to give away my previous zine. Like I did this uh, ghost zine called 25 Apparitions, Spirits and Hauntings. And I'm like, this didn't cost a ton to print. I'm just going to give these away like they're big business cards to the players. And they loved it. So I'm kind of doing something like that, just not as marketish, And it's not making me any money. I'm just losing money. You know, I've done the, you know, you look at the Kickstarter, like these, it's like, you look at the amount of time we put in versus the amount we're getting. It's just like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd be better off at working at Casey's or uh, pushing a card at Menards if you just look at the hourly rate, but. <laughs> but it's, but it's the passion. It's the, it's the love for the, for the game. It yeah, is. I'm, I'm so happy that you did that because that's one of the things I'm excited. I was I was going to say waiting for it, but that implies you're not going fast enough. It's one of the things I'm excited about. So, yeah, I've I'm I'm pretty excited now. I got the I got a proof back from the uh from the uh, I got the glossy cover and the glossy made it really really nice. Oh, cool. I was really bummed when I got the mat and I saw Dell's artwork and I'm like, this did not do justice to Dell's work. Mm-hmm. And boy, that glossy just made those colors pop. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 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 That was definitely a journey. The, uh, the, um, yeah, cause I actually went with a comic book. It's, okay. it's, it's straight paperback. And I don't know how it'd been different. If it was a, it's just an interesting format to just do a comic book. Oh, so it's like letter size then? Or no, I guess comic book is what, seven by? No, it's six and five eighths by ten and a quarter. <laughs> oh, that's a weird size. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like more than like, uh, what's that? Like six six by nine is like a standard size, right? And that's just a weird size that you did. Yeah, it's, but the thing is, it's, it's comic book. So if you go to Mixum or even to, um, or through Lulu, mm-hmm. uh, that's a comic book is a standard size. For a comic mm. book. Right, right. And so it actually, I'll be right back. Yeah, this is really good for, for those that are listening at home. But yeah. Oh, that's, that's thick too. Yeah, yeah. The problem I had was, and it's got the nice wraparound cover. Mm, yes. Dell just knocked it out of the park. That's glorious. Yeah. And so, but the problem I had was initially is these margins were, uh, I, had to, I had to make more accounting for the margins in the interior. Right. Cause it's kind of like a perfect bound thing, right? Yeah. It is perfect bound. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it really almost chunks up almost like three quarters of an inch. Yeah. I myself have had to, I think for Forgotten Rights of the Moldering Dead, I got the first proof and I was like, that is right in the crack. And so I just went through the whole book. It's like a hundred pages or so. And I just took every page and like scooched everything over and it took a long time and it still isn't quite enough, but you know, I've only done, I mean, I've written a lot of stuff for other people, not a lot. I've written some stuff for other people and I've only myself put together like one zine size book and two like letter size books. So I'm still a beginner, right? It, and it is kind of different. So like the comic book, I don't know if I would have gotten, uh, if I would have gone with a, a uh, paperback perfect bound, if it would have actually mm. opened up more, I don't know. But it's also 120 pages too. 
Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So, you know, that all, when you go to put together, it's like, it, it all, it all, it's like engineers would say, you know, the joke would be at work. It's like, I don't understand how you can't have a good fit up. It, you know, all works well in, you know, pro E. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, you go and pay, you know, whether you're using Affinity Publisher or, or uh, InDesign, it's like, it looks perfect there. But then when you right. put it together, it's like, oh, no. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I just had this uh, months long ordeal. Um, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> it was, what was it? Like one of, one of my layers got messed up somehow at a later point. Like I think they were printing fine at, uh, I'm not even going to say names at a certain place. We if all you want to say well. names, go ahead. Uh, I it's mean, it's like resolved and I'm I'm not mad about it. I'm just like, how did this, how did this book get so messed up in the POD version? Like two years after I put, I up, uploaded it. And suddenly now like the layers are cutting into art and you know, there's too much black in the black. Um, so I just like, it was months of like, Hey, and I was right around when I was getting a new computer. So I had to get all this, like, you know, I didn't suddenly didn't have my pirated version of, Photoshop anymore that I'd had for 20 years. And <laughs> I had all this, you know, it just took forever to fix. And I think it's finally fixed. Uh, but anyway, so well, I quit that podcast. No, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that is hard because different places, I mean, you could upload files to one service and it'd be not a problem. You can upload to another service and it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the way I'm handling international orders is POD at, uh, was it light source through drive through, right? And not at all like submitting it to MixM. Like MixM is a different process completely, different format. Um, you know, the cover, it's just not the same. <clears throat> yeah, Excuse I've me. been, I've, I'm still trying to figure out my, my strategies. And things, things start start changing. So I'm thinking about for the you know for Faye, the paperback is going to be Mixum or, or going to be Lulu, mm-hmm. and that allows me to own, and I can send it anywhere. the The hard copies are just going to be U.S. only, and I'm going to do Mixum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually how I go about things, I guess. Uh, I know people have had problems with Mixam lately, and I like how I'm Mixam. Uh, mix them and i have not in the several printings i've done there but it's also i don't think i've printed anything there since 2020 2021 maybe i forget no it was like i think james Posnell and i did a three zine quest grab bag last year you did what now a grab it was bag. like no, it's like a. It was a three for like, hey, back these three zines uh, because one was just by me, published by uh, Psychota Press. That's my company. Uh, James had one that was just Horse Shark, and then we had one that was both of our materials, and uh, it was really. That's it's it's always hard working with someone, right? Like I I don't know. <laughs> well, you're smart because you work alone. It's hard working um, alone too. It really is. Like I take uh so my mothership stuff has been with um other people writing stuff. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. No, I do <clears throat> I do hire freelancers to write for certain things. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's just nicer to have the extra voice because I did uh, Isle of the Plangent Mage for uh, Necrotic Gnome, um, Gavin, uh, for, o for o OSC. It was like one of the stretch goals. Um, you know, do you know how to make me feel really important is when people offer me a stretch goal adventure. I'm like, oh, man. And then like one, the one person in the comments is like, oh, my God, it's Don Stroud. I love that guy. I'm like, yes. That's all I need. But, well, uh, here's what I'll do from now on. If I ever find yeah. that you're a stretch goal, I will make sure that will tell everybody I know to write in the comment section. Yes. <laughs> yes. God. Make sure it has at least 10 S's. Uh, I don't think it'll be a problem anymore because I think, you know, I'm like, I'm launching my own RPG system, right? It's system and setting. And I don't think I'm going to write stuff for other people anymore. What? Mm-hmm. That's sad. Well, we're great because I'll be just working on my own line. Well, yes, yes. So you're going to. So this is this is this is crazy talk here. So yeah. you're talking the setting. I get that, but you're doing you're doing a, a a game system and a setting. Yeah, it's all wrapped up together. Like it's nice and tight. Yeah, it's like interwoven, like maggots in a corpse oh you know there's nothing you know it those are interwoven yeah <laughs> squirming amongst each other yeah what i don't the, know one of the strangest things when i was young we were bailing hay and there was a, a, a bale up in the in the in the mound in the actually in the, in the, in the barn mm -hmm. and there's a snake that was caught in the, the banding uh twine mm -hmm. and i looked at it, it was you know, it looked like I was breathing when I got real close to it. It wasn't breathing, it was just full of maggots. They were writhing to make oh, it look like it was respirating. Yeah. It's like, yeah. 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 Uh, I've had many of those moments with, uh, I used to have some snakes. And and my friend had hundreds of snakes. I'd go and take care of his snakes while he was wait, out wait, of town. Wait, your friend had hundreds of snakes. Hundreds of snakes. Uh, he just had like whole rooms filled with like, you know, snake cages. But I think he was out of town once I was watching the snakes and I was like, why is that mouse still moving? And yeah, it was full of little maggots because I had been there to feed. And then like four days later, I went to like, um, you know, check on them because you don't have to feed snakes that much. Right. You know, like an old fat snake, you feed it once every three weeks and it's happy. Yeah, I need to get to that point. I'm actually working the reverse. Yeah. <laughs> the older I get, the more I want to eat. <laughs> it's because your body's old and it has to burn more calories for more heat. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just insurance. I'm just buying myself insurance. Yeah. Uh, so, a hundred, but that's like, I don't want to say it's crazy, but that's a lot of snakes. Yeah, it was like a business. Uh, oh, it, it, now that makes sense. I, I, it I, wasn't like a crazy cat person okay. or crazy snake person i mean he would breed them and you know we would go to uh like snake conventions uh you know much like game conventions except the games bite you and poop on you um, you know that's you know and you, it sounds like a good game yeah yeah it, i mean it kept on your toes yeah exactly <laughs> play the game <laughs> is this venomous or not <laughs> how much will you bleed when uh yeah because you know sometimes people wanted their snakes sexed and it involved putting a little metal probe into one of their hemipenes inside their cloaca and they don't like that yeah that would be i, I could imagine 
if a similar situation was be done to us, it would be uh... right. Like you go to the doctors as an old man, and they put things in yes. your cloaca too. <laughs> so they so do they do this? Like if somebody says, "I want to know the sex," and they would want to do this themselves, or they would demand you do it. No, in front of them? yeah, they want to like. I mean, if you're up on your game, you'll you'll bring sexed babies to the convention or the show, right? Uh, but sometimes you you know didn't mark it on there, so you have to do it right there. Oh, and it's so, not so, too bad unless it's like a five foot full grown blood python who you know they get so thick, like a two liter, and not only are they going to try to bite you, and they have their jaws wide open. But they're like, uh, you know, spraying urates all over everything. Oh wow! It's, you get the full effect. You've you've not fully lived until you've sexed a large python. <laughs> you, you haven't lived until you've had urate sprayed out a cloaca. When you're trying to insert a metal probe into the hemipene. <laughs> it's so uh, so. I I can see why this is an exciting hobby, but. Uh... <laughs> So you no longer uh, help him in that, that endeavor. He gave up the, the life of a... Uh... Yeah, he has <laughs> goats, goats and sheep now. Yeah, it's a little bit more mundane. They probably, I don't know if it's any easier, but... Uh... It's definitely different, and you can eat what you're raising, I guess. I've eaten more goat this past year than ever in my life. Yeah, we we had goat once... Uh, Long time ago at a uh, at a at a cookout, I think it might have been an ex pet. My mm. stepmom asked my dad if it was the pet, and, and she said, "No, I don't want to know." <laughs> she hated the goat because it kept her off. It would keep the dogs off the porch. Oh yeah, and then one day it kept her off the porch, and that yeah. was the that was the end of the goat. Uh, go goat had to go. Goat had to go. Yeah, and later on there was a there was goat being served, goat tacos. So yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Nice, nice. Um, yeah, this is a. This really is a rambling. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, how many opportunities do I get to talk to somebody <laughs> that's had this sort of deep expertise? Right, right. And sexing snakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you publish a how-to guide? <laughs> is there a TikTok video? <laughs> You know, the interesting thing is when uh, a boa or a python are like more full grown, you can tell by their spurs usually because they still have the remnants of their pelvis uh, back there. And these little spurs are what's left of their back legs. Oh, okay. And so a lot of them in their like sexual courtings, like will slither up on top of the girl and kind of like caress her. Can we see this in the video like this? Yeah. <laughs> like on her on her back, just like digging with this little claw. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like scratching. I mean, my wife likes her back scratched, so I think that would have worked. For it's her. just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like finally. <laughs> Except you only have one and they have two hemi beans. Wow. Oh, that's mm. pretty crazy. Yeah. So uh <laughs> so this so go back to your system now. So oh, what yeah. is this? Is it is this is this top secret? No, Ruination Pil Pilgrimage is um, the so system. It's, a whole, it's yeah, it's a whole game. Uh, it is hacked from Mothership, so I'm calling it a Panic Engine game. 
based upon the recommendations I've received from Tuesday Night Games. And so that just means it kind of runs on the mothership stress and panic engine. Okay, because I saw when I saw the a panic engine RPG, because I've not heard of the, a panic engine. Mm -hmm. I also didn't know if that was like a, a company name. Yeah. I see. No. I really need to be more clear in my marketing uh, because I should have, I, you know, you feel kind of weird. Like this is just a mothership hack and people are like, why, why, why would I pay you then? Um, because I've got a cool artist and you don't. Is my exactly. <laughs> you are incomplete so, without this loser. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back it in print form, because I love mailing things out. I actually do. I, I like mailing. I work in a warehouse and I mail things all over the country and world. Um, anyway, yeah. So Ruination Pilgrimage is um, a mothership hack using the mechanics and the panic engine and uh, different classes. Uh, I was just replying to a comment on the Kickstarter that it's going to be soldier as a class and then broken down into various types of soldiers. Uh, priest, the educated scholar um, from a university, you know, so they can be doctors, astronomers, uh, a couple other things. Uh, merchants, and then laborer is the final class. So it's got five classes. Okay, so I'm gonna have to, I'm going to, I'm gonna have to like back up now, so take another run at this. Okay. So Ruination Pilgrimage isn't just like a zine. So it's a right. fully thought out, uh, not thought out, so a, it's the full meal deal for running a, a medieval, we'll call it themed RPG. Yeah. 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 Um, Jeff, we haven't known each other a long time, but you were incorrect when you thought it was just a zine. It's just a zine, yes. <laughs> and also never accuse me ever of thinking anything fully out. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be a mistake on your part. Okay, so let, now this, this changes everything. Oh, all right. So you, you've done this, so now, so now I'm impressed. So now, you've, you, now I'm shocked that you're able to to do all this. Okay, so I'm confused. So this is all yeah. in one book. Yeah, you know, the mother, oh, you don't have the mothership rule book. That was only like 40, 48 pages. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can actually put a whole game in something that's small. And I'm glad I finally impressed you. Well, I, yeah, well, you've impressed me all along. This is just, <laughs> this is peak impressment. Oh. I don't know of any more impressive <laughs> that could occur without something uh, happening like blood vessels blowing in my eyes or um, mm. me going into mm -hmm. just a state of awe. But uh, mm -hmm. no, that's absolutely so. Because trying to get because to try and get a rule set down to that is one thing, but do a rule set and do all this other stuff and try and also be you know with gorgeous art. Uh, that's really that's quite a deal. It's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so uh, it'll, it'll be like, you know, it's going to be, it's, even though it's not like a D20 uh, clone, old school uh, kind of game, like 
it's definitely there are a lot of cases where it's rulings and not rules um so that helps a lot i guess like of course you always want to spell out like drowning and on fire and falling rules right you gotta have that in everything yeah and i think too it's 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 still it's still not easy i mean i kind of you know there's been some some other srds i kind of thought about yeah i'll just do a rule set for this or that and Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's just, it's just the basics of just trying to explain things. It it, it takes more time than one would 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 think, or, or more wordage, and or it can yeah. doesn't have to, I guess. No, yeah, I totally but, agree with that. Like you have to explain so much when it's not just like a D and D clone, right? Yeah, I think it's one thing if this this is not what you're not doing. What you're not doing is this is a a mothership supplement. Right, it's not. Um, I want the demons to be able to be used in Mothership because how cool! I know 40k has its problems, Warhammer 40k, but demons and uh, spaceships and marines—you know—it's a cool mix. So I do want it to be compatible with Mothership, but it's a whole other system. Right, but I'm just saying is your work count could drop considerably if it was just that. Right, if I was just slapping something on top. Um, which... You're saying no. You're saying you get this. You are able to run. You don't need anything else to run. No, uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's it. So it's kind of interesting you say, because have you, have you ever played Coriolis? No, but I am familiar with the word. It is a much bandied about word. So it's, it's, it, they, they kind of build as Arabian Nights in space. So they do have oh. a, there is a supernatural element. The, the downside of it, the downside of that is that they really never spell it out. They say, well, it could be this or it could be that. Mm, but, but, mm-hmm. And they do hint at stuff being, but it's like, but I could see where, not saying this needs to go to Coriolis, but, you could see where the having some horror in in the uh, in sci-fi is a, is a fun mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's definitely worked for a mothership. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just, um, um, yes, no, I think that would be that, that is very cool. So, so mm-hmm. what you're planning, you're saying is you could buy this and mothership. You're not planning on on doing a like a mothership supplement. Right, no, this is not a supplement for Mothership, like, uh, because maybe it started out that way, but there's really such a big difference between, like, what I wanted to do and Mothership. Like, I'm sure you could use parts of it in Mothership, but um, to start from the beginning, like, this was mostly inspired, and it's kind of a mix of several other things I've attempted in the past. It's kind of, like, packed together like a snowball. But I read uh, Between Two Fires. Have you seen that novel? No. What is it? Okay. It It is a, I was going to say semi-historical. It's just historical in that it takes place in France in, like, 1348, right? Uh, But demons are rising up because there's no sign of God and he's not answering anyone's prayers, right? So it's like the adventures of this knight, a priest, and this little girl through like this plague ravaged countryside with demons and angels and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it was so inspiring that I'm like, Hey, let's, uh, 
let's just do this thing. Even though I always said, there's no reason for anyone to write another rule set because we have so many. Well, I think there is truth. In fact, I think Rich Mullins one time remarked about like, you know, we don't, Basically, we don't, he's a songwriter, I'm obviously not, but, you know, we don't write more songs because the world needs more songs. You know, we write more songs because mm. we need to write more songs. Like, you know, mm. right? It, it's, you're right, it doesn't, it's, do we really need anything more of really anything? Do we need more recipes? Do we need more game systems? Probably not, but there's something right. in us that is desiring to create. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when I so when I was was always saying this, I'm like, well, there's every genre covered, but then I read this book, I'm like, this is medieval horror at its finest. And is there anything really out there that does that same thing? And I thought, <clears throat> I'm probably an idiot and I missed something, but I'm like, kind of not really. Like medieval horror, it seems like a newer genre that uh there's you know, if you Google medieval horror books, you get like five or six of the same titles over and over again. Well, and I think too, because one of the things I, you know, I don't do extensively like for Gary's appendix, but I kind of was relooking at the, um, I'm looking at the bestiary, mm-hmm. the traditional SRD bestiary. And in that traditional SRD bestiary for old school essentials, there's a number of mythological uh, creatures. Mm-hmm. But if you if you look through the history of like D and D and whatever, they don't really treat them as kind of as they were seen mythologically, or even kind of take a sort of spin that direction. They're just kind of like, you know, a dryad, just a you know, girl in a tree that can you know do a charm person. It's like, right? Th- there is nothing at all interesting about that. But if you go yeah. through some of these creatures and some of the mythology and say, what did these people actually believe? You know, mm-hmm. and maybe mechanically, some of the things that these creatures would do really weren't that great. But the flavor of what they, of the people's experience of them definitely was. Mm-hmm. And people like were afraid of them at one point, you know, in history or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these spirits. And that's one thing that I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't mean to sound better than anyone else, but like, it's not one, like you're never really afraid in D and D unless you're going to lose your hit points, right? right? Or your, your XP, like, Oh no, I don't want to go down a level. I worked so hard. I worked for, you know, the last two, two months. And that's all that these, you know, scary monsters are doing. Maybe they'll turn your hair white, but like the really fearsome, like phantoms, ghosts, uh, vampires, liches, like, it's never like a fear thing. So that's kind of why at first this started out as, oh, I can just tack something on to like some other D20 thing. I'm like, wait a minute. Like I've worked on mothership stuff. I understand the system. I like it kind of forces you to use stress against the players. And then that makes you panic and things happen. And it's like a really neat little semi-narrative semi-mechanical process that actually like shows fear you know right so yeah, i was I'm, like oh i'll just do this yeah and i've not played that i've, I've played a little bit of alien mm-hmm. uh not as much as i'd like that has also a stress fear mechanic oh wait is alien is that the one that's based on mothership no yeah exactly uh-huh. you know, you know <laughs> It's strange how that is. 
But they retroactively went back in time and says, you know what? I developed this technology. What I'm going to do is write a movie. <laughs> oh, no, I just met the alien uh, role-playing game. Uh, no, but yeah, that, I mean, Mothership is totally inspired by alien, aliens, uh, then Horizon, you know, like that is, that is why the game is the way it is. Uh, you know, yeah, because yeah. the Marines are freaking out in Alien and Aliens, you know, and that's kind of like the whole thing is semi-narrative. The the Alien, uh, their stress mechanic is uh, is that, you know, things will, will, will start adding st- stress dice. Right. Stress dice will, will make you better at, at your skills. Mm-hmm. But if you start rolling ones on those, things start going sideways. So it's, it both oh, makes you both more heightened character, but you're also more at risk of, 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 you know, you know, going sideways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. So it's kind of even That's a cool. character trying to decide how much they want to push things. Mm-hmm. I always, I always like that kind of like push your luck thing. Uh, you know, like DCC stuff does kind of stuff like that, where you're burning your luck to maybe get a better result. The spell burning, like it's all, it's like a fun mini game in a game. There's a there's a have you ever played any Cortex Plus? No. So it's a dice pool and you uh and characters can roll um you know various size dice or die and uh the the larger the die, the better your chances are of say getting a you're picking a lot of times your your two highest rolled numbers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times you want, you know, some higher, you know, dice in there. But the problem is anything you roll a one on, that size of a die goes into the doom pool. Okay. So if somebody starts rolling a bunch of 10-siders, you may get some 10-siders coming back at you later on. So it all kind of mm-hmm. works itself out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes to activate a power, you roll a d4, and that in that D4, you know, part of your pool. Of course, that comes up a one that's also. Mm-hmm. So people kind of manage their risk. Like, I really need this to happen. I need to activate this. I need to activate that. I need to do that. They're pulling a bunch of D4s, and they're also setting themselves up for, for disaster. So when it finally, if it does go sideways, they know that mm-hmm. they did it. <laughs> right, right. You, you just did it to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the fun, too. It's like, yeah, um, so. Yeah. The, the pushing your luck, that's what I enjoy, is where you don't know. It's like, okay, let's mm-hmm. just see what happens. I don't know where this is going to head, but it, it could be really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got this this going. Uh, yeah. What is, you're going to go to Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You're in Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. It's going to be finished. Yeah. You're, uh, I didn't check out backer kit to see, or, or um, kick uh, backer, uh, or kick track i should say oh right did you do Those... kick track yet for this no i don't think i did anything on that is that just the like one that estimates what you're going to be yeah or grossly overestimates yeah never never look at that i i used to get so excited and like oh my god i make a hundred thousand dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no actually you're going to make negative 100 hey and... you're you're go- you're trending to fifty thousand. i'll just let you know I'd be happy to hit twenty five thousand. Let me just say that out loud right now and ruin it. <laughs> I would be happy with twenty five. 
Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. Right. I mean, I could, you know, I could definitely set up to do a lot more uh, Ruination Pilgrimage stuff. And my plan is to yeah, keep on supporting this game and uh, do like expansions, you know, and maybe someday put it all in a hardback. Like this is this is my uh, Sean McCoy and I always talk about forever games. You know, if you're not writing your forever game. Then pfft, what's the point? What no, that's harsh. <laughs> that's 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 very harsh. But you know, you work on your forever game. It's you're kind of excited about it. You love it, and when you love something, you're going to put all your love into that. Well, I've 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 had a situation where I, I needed some art, and I I end up uh, going through. And this is a repeat for those that are listening to. Uh, the podcast last week, which um, I went through Upworks and um, got a, uh, I, I put a, an amount that's like, like the highest I'd be willing to pay, like absolutely, like what's mm -hmm. the highest I'd be willing to pay, and, and got a person, mm -hmm. and this person did a thing, and it's like, it, this is probably this is like almost twice what I normally pay for a cover, mm -hmm. and then they did it, and I'm like, this is addictive. <laughs> How I just keep giving you money. You just keep giving me art. <laughs> I, will, I run out of money. Yeah, I will say that's one of my favorite things about putting a book together is the, uh, you know, writing the art briefs, doing working with the artist. Um, I I think I'm easy to work with as a publisher. Um, I don't know if the artist will say the same thing, but I'm pretty much always like, yes, this looks great. Like, I don't want to ask for much of changes because usually they're bringing their own style and it works. You know, I love, I love that part of it. So I can, it, yeah, I would love to be able to give money to artists all day long. Yeah. Cause it really, you know, it, and I think, you know, and that is definitely, it, it's kind of a strange thing to just to be able to, you know, it, it seems like for me, I don't have the same thing for you. It was like incremental. Like I remember the very first, very first cover I paid for, for Scoundrels. Okay. You know, it was like it was yeah. like, I said like two hundred dollars. I'm like, oh, okay, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like okay. And then along the way, you're like okay. Then you pass that. You're like okay. It's all right now. But it seems like you yeah. hit those milestones. It's just like uh, the bunch you cross them. You're like oh, no big deal. Right. Right. That, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a lot to pay for art. But I don't, if you ever look at uh, like Lesser Key to the Celestial Legion or Forgotten Rights, I just use like some old stuff, you know? Uh, what's it called? Public domain old stuff. I think the Lesser Key was that famous, oh, what's his name? He did so many medieval pieces. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, well, there is a lot. I mean, if it wasn't for, you know, spot art and uh, and also I've had some some artists uh, provide some reasonable, like uh, Chema's provide some really reasonable priced interior art mm -hmm. too, uh, it would not be possible. Like Fane, I paid a, a, the most I've ever paid on art with through Fane, uh, but, mm -hmm. but, but it wouldn't have worked without it. So, yeah. but other stuff, it's like a little spot art here. And, and this more recent one, the science fiction one, I don't know. It may have a lot less interior art in it. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But it just depends. But it's it's just, but, it, you know, you can, that's the nice thing about when you can start paying for art, you can 
definitely customized to exactly what you want. Right, right. And yeah, it's usually hard to stop commissioning art for a project, right? Especially yeah. if, you know, you have enough in the uh, Kickstarter vault. I probably usually don't pay myself and just get more art because it's fun. Yeah, I've, I'm right now. Yeah, there hasn't been any paying myself, uh, but I'm trying to get enough publications out and get enough stuff rolling that it actually will have some momentum. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm old. I don't have much time. I got to get this out. So that's totally. I'm doing this for a retirement fund, man. Like I don't, I don't have a pension, so you know, because no one does our age, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I think I'm a little older than you. No, I don't know. I'm younger than I wait. M. What? I, younger than I look. I was born sixty-seven. Oh, you're old. I am old. <laughs> I just act immature. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I was yeah. born in seventy-four, so it's okay. Not, not too much. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I get a I get a tiny one, not much. So yeah, yeah. So oh, the cool. idea would be, would be do this part time. So that's my goal. I want to do five kickstarters this year and five kickstarters next year. And I figure wow. if I can do that, it make a certain amount of money, and then I could just quit the job, mm-hmm. well, and maybe and get a part time job. But we'll right. see. That's that's the dream, right? But the the thing is, what I'm trying to do too is I'm trying to put out some product, and once I put out the product, then I'm looking at some of the stuff, trying other systems with the same product, mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. see how that goes. Yeah, I heard about this uh, newer one, uh, Ruination Pilgrimage. You could probably write some stuff for that. I could probably write some stuff for that. Yeah. I don't. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't think anybody. My writing. My writing is so slow. <laughs> it takes so long. <laughs> I don't know. There's much inspiration. Yeah, I. I would. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to pay other people to write. That's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't like doing that, but yeah, I can. I, I can imagine a time. You know what? I I, I always want to because I don't know how you think you're going to do five Kickstarters this year because it takes me forever to write and lay out a book, and because I write slow like that, like. For forgotten rights, I did the layout. I wrote in the layout, you know, while while I was laying it out. Like I have tons of notes, and then I'm just popping it in. And I, I'm always like, I should do two or three this year, and I never get to. And I'm always like, I should publish other people's stuff because that's what publishers do. Haven't yet. Well, that was kind of a thought for me too. I think the problem is, is, is starting out from the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you gotta have something. Right. And, and that's my problem. It's like, nobody else is going to write this. Right. And no one's going to write it the way you want to write it is my problem. I've got a little bit of that problem too. Yeah. I'm, I'm having to, I have to write it out till I know what it's supposed to be. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so like Gary's appendix is actually pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's just like essay, essay, essay. Uh, but then for the post-apocalyptic zine, I kind of am still figuring out how I want it to be. Mm-hmm. I can't just turn it over to somebody when I still don't know what it, I want it to be. Right. Uh, what are you gonna? What system is that gonna use? Well, it it 
Techn technically old school essentials, but it really mm -hmm. doesn't have to be. It's no, that's a hot one. And you know, uh, Gavin has hinted about doing a, his own like post apoc. Uh, yeah, post I was hoping to tie in with that. So, yeah. but it's um, who knows? Yeah. It's it's kind of like Fane. It's it's got mechanics. It's got a bestiary, but it really just is meant more for um, like Fane. It's it's really meant more for just. It, like the setting and the it, mm -hmm. and the inspiration, yeah. so it is. I mean, it's not gonna. There's nothing really about it that's strictly kind of. It's kind of with Trevor. Even I gave him Thane to look at. He 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 didn't really understand it until he actually read it, and then he's like, "Oh, mm -hmm. that's not what I was thinking." And mm -hmm. and so that one setting the system wise, it doesn't really make much difference. But yeah, yeah. But the yeah. scope. Like how many pages? I want to divide yeah. it. What well, the idea is? It's kind of like maybe you could drop the stuff in different places. Um, I thought maybe smaller, uh, uh, smaller set pieces to drop in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then it evolved. Now it's I have a map. I'm gonna explore the map in, in four issues. You know, it's just like okay. I mean, it's and then I don't yeah. know. Hmm. So I did the first one uh, last year. Second one is a lot of it's probably 80% rough draft. And then I was going to plan on doing that earlier, but that because of this OGL nonsense, I moved the, the traveler zine up forward because that may mm. be a closed mm. window here pretty soon. Mm -hmm. You know, what doesn't use the OGL is mothership and, or ruination pilgrimage. So the here's the deal. Uh, the mothership. Don't you have to? Do you have to lock into like only mothership if you do the mothership? No, no, no. Like in an individual zine. Like for instance, let's say I do a zine called Scoundrels. Mm -hmm. Scoundrels of uh, the Scoundrels of Brixton, and it's it's mm -hmm. about crime and sci-fi. Yeah, hell yeah. And let's say I put it under the Cephas engine rules. Mm -hmm. Then could I do a mothership set too? I think so. I never I, really. Uh, I, I think, don't think you have, I thought somebody said you had to lock into Mothership. If you're going to do Mothership, you do Mothership. No, I don't. No, I don't think. I mean, there's like a blood in, blood out thing, but I don't think you were. Blood in, blood out. Yeah, like a gang. Like you got to be beaten in or. Oh, that's leave. okay. I'd go for that. Yeah. Yeah. I never got to do that before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just thought since you were since you're old older, I just pictured you in like a white t-shirt, you know, with a little switchblade. You know, I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I normally don't get that kind of harassment, and when it comes, <laughs> it is like a sweet breeze. <laughs> like, I really appreciate that. <laughs> you know, if you're ever if you ever want a guest on to come on and berate you and tease you. I may be your man. Okay, I like that. I, I'll give you a little bit of ammunition, a little background. You can look at the, through the Facebook I have uh, an hour beforehand. Figure out my weak points. Uh, you could even call it RPG rumblings. There you go. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty good at this. Yeah, but not good at marketing my own stuff. Me either. <laughs> In fact, I, I'm impressed. So, and I, I've said this before. It's like. I really do appreciate when people will, um, you know, you didn't directly ask to come on. It was somebody indirectly asking mm -hmm. for you. 
Yeah, it was uh, Surat, right? Yeah. 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 And I, and, and I don't mind people asking because it just makes it a lot easier for me. Yeah. Is that how he says his last name? I'm not even sure. Yeah. It's Stefan Surratt. Stefan Surratt. Uh, I don't know him, but I love the Brimstone Cradle so much. I'm like, dude, you should, uh, you should come and do an adventure. That's how I do things. You know, it's just, it just, we're just one big family. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think I asked anyone and they said no. Like, everyone's like, oh, yeah. Like, I was going to say the, no, I'm not going to say this. Like, there's one person on that list. I was like, oh, I should just ask this person. Like, they're going to say no, but the worst they can say is no. They can say you suck, but. And they didn't say no. They said, oh, yeah, sweet. Well, I will say that there's one person on there that I, I would never would think that he would have thought that. But I'm like, I'm kind of surprised that he is writing for somebody else. I don't, yeah, I wonder if we're talking about the same person. Yes. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, wow. I didn't know he did that. And it's like, well, that's cool. So anyway, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> And you win a free uh, copy of 25 Apparitions if you send me a message on Twitter and guess who I think <laughs> and guess who Jeff thinks and see if they're right. I think it's probably somebody I've interviewed early on, too. Oh, I, you know, I'm going to be a bad, uh, I was, I was, I was going to come in with like, oh, longtime listener, yeah, first exactly. time <laughs> guest, but I honestly can say I've not listened to RPG Ramblings. Um, and that's just because I don't have any time. Uh, you, uh, we used to have a dog. It was a cute little puggle named Floyd. And uh, I would walk him and listen to podcasts. And he's no longer with us. So now what do I do? I don't walk myself. That's boring. So there's no podcast time. No, that's, that's, that's sad. I, for me, it's the work commute that makes it for me. So when I'm not working, oh. then I don't listen. I wish I lived farther from my job. I only have to drive 13 minutes and it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mine's a little bit longer. Yeah, it's about twenty five. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's podcast time. Yeah, it's it's uh, and I and I can listen sometimes at work. Depends. I've I've got a my job can vary, but mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes at work I can listen. It's just no. um, but I don't know. So yeah, I've not listened to anything in forever. So it's okay. I, there's no obviously no requirement, and and uh, but right. basically it just. It's a, it's a long line of people like yourself talking mm-hmm. along the lines like we do here. Oh, yeah. 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 Speaking of time. The, the time-space <laughs> continuum is encroaching. Yeah. I've, I've got to uh, do things around the house. It's well, later here. On the... That's right. You are in the future. I'm in the future. So did the, uh, since you're in the future, did the OGL 1.2 get resolved uh, favorably? I'm not following it much. I know I should because I totally have the OGL in three of my uh, previous publications. But, uh, you know, what if I'm crazy and I convert those into uh, Ruination Pilgrimage things that don't require such things? And I am a lone wolf now. A rebel. Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I don't think it's going to matter for probably for anything that's previously published and something on that small scale. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm little potatoes. You are little potatoes. <laughs> I get you your nickname. <laughs> little yeah, we now have Don Little Potatoes. Yeah. Is this a is this a Buckaroo Bonsai reference? No, I don't know that. Oh, uh, John, <laughs> uh, they're they're aliens from the I don't know, the ninth dimension. They're all named John, but they all had oh, last okay. names. And one was John Smallberries. <laughs> Smallberries, nice. So anyway, <laughs> we'll. we'll you can't, uh, it's only down once you start uh, referencing uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. So anyway, right, Don, right. thank you very much. Uh, I'll put your Kickstarter link in the show notes because some people don't realize I put show notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, put the link in there. If you need any art for it, let me know. I don't have anything more than what you've already seen. That may be a lie. I like to show only so much, like a tease. Well, I, I think yeah. what you've got looks great and uh, awesome. and good luck with the Kickstarter and, and good luck with your, tw and you know what, signing that $25,000 check as you take it to the bank, that'll be <laughs> nice. After everyone else gets their cuts. Yeah, I agree, hey, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for having me on. It was uh, actually, you know, it, I'm not going to say it was actually fun. They're always fun, but I like that it was laid back and we should do this again on RPG Rumblings. There you go. In fact, we may, may call the next one RPG Rumblings. Love it. All right. Well, you take care, John. Have a good night.